are here with Sean Hayes. Sean has been so gracious to allow us to, me, to pry into his life. Now, Sean, you told me you're from Chicago, Illinois. I am. I feel gracious that you want to pry. Well, you know, you're an interesting person. You've had a lot of life. And People... so it's interesting you say that I find myself incredibly boring. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I, like you, enjoy to work a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, I enjoy working a lot. And uh, so when I go home, it is like... Bore, like I, people would be fall asleep if they knew what. Are you an introvert? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think I think I am. I'm like, I really, really enjoy people. Yeah. Um, do you really though? I really do. What do you enjoy enjoy about people? I like learning about people. I'm genuinely curious to know their backgrounds and what got them to where they are in yeah. life at this point. Yeah. And um, I'm 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 endlessly fascinated by that. So. I, I don't mind meeting new people. Like, I was just at the Hollywood Bowl seeing Into the Woods the other night. Mm. It was great. And a friend of mine said, do you want to go? I have two extra tickets, but they're not with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who are they with? They're with my friend's child and his wife. My and friend's I was, child and my his friend's wife. Son, my friend's son. Uh-huh. So this is my friend, who I can't say. Uh-huh. A, a friend of mine said, uh, Kevin, the conductor, and his son, uh, and his son's wife. And I, basically the point is... yeah. I had no idea who they are, and yeah. I'm like, absolutely. <clears throat> right. So we sat there, we got to know each other, and I, I enjoy that very much. It's like a Tinder date at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> That's right, yeah. with no happy ending, it's, other, well, than, other than applause. Well, it's like a Tinder threesome, really. Because, right, sure. You know, uh, come on in, we've got your friends. Go on also, and sit over there, and this right, man, right. you can sit right here. We've got uh, Sean's friends are here, they're going to listen in. Yeah, sit over there, make yourselves at home. Sit in that corner right sure. there, and then you come over here. We were talking about the Hollywood Bowl. I can't go to the Hollywood Bowl because I'm too tall. I'm to my oh, you my legs. No, yes, my legs will. No, my legs. Not that I would block people. My legs uh, hit the edge of the box oh, if okay. I sit in there. Okay. So and I feel claustrophobic. Is by, Todd's microphone on? Is Todd's oh, microphone on? Yes, yeah. Todd's oh, there microphone. You go. Great. Yeah, talk and talk if he wants to. <laughs> well, well there's just, a microphone sitting in front of your face. Well, which can which I do is a some, number? Which yeah. is something different for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. <laughs> it's usually something else. This looks else. awfully familiar. <laughs> Now, we were just talking about the, the concept of trying to stay busy and trying to, uh, you know, finding out what makes people tick. And that's yeah. what this podcast is about. People listen. I was saying, Todd, before you got here, I was saying that I enjoy meeting people and finding out, like, I'm genuinely curious to how people got their start and something. And I also, like, I actually get off big time on teaching and inspiring children about the fact that if I could make it in this business, so can you, yeah. and helping them make decisions and navigate the, the business. I, I really enjoy that, and I really enjoy them succeeding at maybe even one tiny bit of advice I gave them. But don't you feel that into, they get that on an intellectual level, but to own that on an emotional level is a whole nother thing. I mean, you, you I'm sure when you came here to Hollywood USA, a lot <laughs> of the people that you started out with, um, they didn't find the success that you have found and that mostly there's sort of a secret combination it's a I guess it's a combination of emotional intellect talent stick withness that yeah. allows people to get in there well you found you absolutely got that. yeah absolutely sure. I found it and but and, see to 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 us like I don't know how this is going to sound but to me a lot of that is just common sense and yes. if you can teach uh, kids at a younger age to about common sense and making decisions that reach your goals and get what you want in life, you can uh, you can 
up their odds of succeeding. Well, it's like cracking the code. It's like life hacks. Yeah. And we talked about this earlier before we started taping the podcast, which is, you know, on our television program, uh, I like saying television program. <laughs> sure. It makes me feel like Mike Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> you Google him anyway. Um, uh, uh, we, we are, our show on Drag Race, we challenge the girls to, and this may sound harsh, but we challenge them to die to their old self and be reborn to their new higher, bigger self mm -hmm. that is uh, uh, more uh, more open to what the universe has for you. I always say, universe has stage direction, but you have to be able to clear a space for, to listen to it. Uh -huh. You know, mm -hmm. did you, when you're big, I first heard of you from the movie, I think Billy's big Hollywood screen. Everybody kiss. always adds words and changes them, so it's totally yeah. fine. What's it called? It's called Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss. Billy's Hollywood screen. That's the first place I heard of you. Was yeah, that yeah. your big break? That was probably my big <gasps> break, break. Yeah, I um, I'd done tons and tons of commercials. Yeah. And uh, that year I had, uh, 1998, was I had two commercials on the Super Bowl. And both of them, uh, one I was shopping with my wife in a, in a department store, and that was for Bud Light. Mm -hmm. And the other one was in a laundromat with Ellie Landry, the Doritos commercials. Uh -huh. became a very famous commercial. Yes. And then I was at Sundance during, you know, when the Super Bowl was on TV, yeah. and w because I had Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss at, the, at Sundance. And so yeah. I was sitting in the audience at one of the screenings of Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss, and sitting behind me was a casting director for Will and Grace on NBC. And he said, can I send this script to your hotel room tonight? And I said, uh, sure. And I was flattered. And I read it. And then super long story short, too late. I flew back after Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss uh, premiered in Sundance and got the part. Now, in hindsight, now this is many years ago, what were the elements? What were the stars aligned? What were mm -hmm. the elements that allow that to happen? Well, I think it's a, it's a good question. I think that, um, you know, in order to get a, a big break like that, you have to have, and it's so gross to say it, but you have to have heat, quote unquote, behind mm -hmm. you in mm -hmm. Hollywood. Like everybody's after the next, who's the next funny person, the next mm -hmm. hot person, the next, you know, hot actress or whoever it is, there has to be heat and publicity and kind of talk in the business about you. Like, who is this person, right? And so I had that because of the momentum of two commercials and starring in a movie at Sundance when Sundance was truly an independent film festival. Mm -hmm. Now it's a, now I think the Oscars the televised Oscars is an independent film festival right. because nobody has ever really seen those movies or probably ever will yeah. like like they used to yeah. in the masses. So that's the first exposure on the Oscars that people <laughs> learn of these movies. And that's what uh, Sundance used to be. And so because of that, uh, there was, uh, you know, there was 10 films that were featured at Sundance. So yeah. it was a big deal that I was starring in that. Yeah. How long had you been out here in Los Angeles before those commercials and that heat? That I moved, I did a bunch of commercials in Chicago. And so I moved here May 24th, 1995. Mm -hmm. And in 1996, I shot the movie. And it was literally my agent was like, there's this independent film you get, I think it was like $35 a day or something to shoot it mm. and he's like do you want to do it like he didn't care mm -hmm. I was like well I'm not doing anything else yeah I want to do it do you play Billy yeah you're Billy and you get you're a big fan of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I can see it made quite an impact yeah no I've opt I've actually optioned it for a mm -hmm. Broadway musical mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. seen it so many times sure uh, and so do, do you do the Hollywood kiss yourself do you kiss I do him? in it yes I fall in love with 
a guy who's out of my character's league and ironically out of Sean's league. Um, and <laughs> and uh, then uh, there's this, oh, this is a long story. No, there's this, no, it's there's interesting. Other, there's this other guy in there who I'm not aware is attracted to me and he ends up kissing me and that was his big, um, you know, revolution in life that were you were you worried that that you're you're you'd be kissing men in a movie and and that that would sure. be an issue for you in for Hollywood sure. for sure yeah i had i grew up uh, gay in the 80s 1980s so um i i have i still have it that that like kind of chip in my head that goes off anytime you know there's discussions of not so much anymore but mm. Uh, not that I've embraced who I am, and, and that you married a man, and married a man, and very happy. <laughs> but but for a long time, it was hard, difficult to say the word husband. It was difficult to say the word gay. It was difficult because I come from an Irish Catholic family, the Bible, the town I live in. You know, it wasn't very. It, it's not like now. And by the way, we still have tons of work to do, but it's not as accepting as now. So I still I had a lot of fear about all of it, but. Clearly not enough to stop me from pursuing acting. From sticking right? your tongue down a man's throat right. on camera. Right. You know, I just realized <laughs> I saw you in San Francisco in that one-man show where you play God. Is that right? Oh, an act of God. Yeah. Yes. Well, that that role you got right. I played God. That's right. Yeah. I saw you in that. Well, thank you for coming. And you were fabulous. That's so sweet. I never, you didn't come back. No, I'm not that bitch. I no, don't give a fuck. I got shopping to do. You got shit to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, fuck that. I you can't know. throw compliments around. My name's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I showed up, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you know. That was very sweet of you. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you're fantastic. That's so sweet. So what's the story behind that? Uh, so that was just an offer from... Um, it's so a David, lot of words to remember. Yeah, it was so fun, though. I love that challenge. Of, yeah. Uh, it took me about th- um, It took me about three to five hours to learn five pages or something. Okay, that sounds no, like math. No, no, that's like three hours a page or something like that. And there's 45 pages and one man show was like a monologue for 90 minutes, right? Oh my So goodness. I enjoyed the the kind of uh, routine of that, of yeah. going upstairs, sitting in the same chair, looking at the script and memorizing. It was kind of fun. And now, okay, I saw it in San Francisco. How many cities, how long did you do that? I did it in LA first and then in San Francisco. And then because those did so well, they said, let's go to Broadway. So we went back to Broadway and did it. So for how long did you do it? All together, I don't know, six, nine months, nine months about. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And uh, David Jabberbaum wrote it. He David was who? Jabberbaum. And uh-huh. he was the head writer of The Daily Show uh-huh. with John Stewart for 13 years. Yeah. And brilliant writer and hilarious uh, man. And, uh, and then Joe Mantello directed it. He directed Wicked. And yes, just not the everything. strip, not the stripper, not Joe Bang Gang 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 Gang. No, but Joe Mantello, the uh, Tony Bru- Award winning, yes. he did Brilliant Boys in director. the Band. And yes, so many. Boys in the Band. He just directed the movie Boys yes. in the Band. Yeah, yeah. incredible so, man and incredible director. So you got out here in '95, and by '96, you were t- sticking your tongue down this guy's throat yeah. on, ca- on a soundstage. Yeah. This is the RuPaul podcast, and then. <laughs> And then by 98, you're sitting in the audience at Sundance and someone says, hey, you, kid, yeah. uh, let me send the script to your hotel room. Yeah. And then uh, Will and Grace. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I'd never done a TV show before. You had never done a television Just commercials. Show before. Just commercials. I mean, I did like a couple shows in Chicago where the, those reenactment, you know, kind oh, of murder hot. things. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. And I just found the tape of it. 
really, do you know what the show I was called? Show it to you. What was the show called? What was it? Uh, because it was I wonder called... what happens to those actors who are in those reenactments. Isn't it kind of like not this? Not that. Well, it's well, it's like the kiss of death. It's like you know, you never see those people again. Yeah, it's almost like a snuff movie. Yeah. Well, we started an acting troupe. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Of, of uh, reenactments. Reenactments. You got yeah. Silmar tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. Um, what was the name? Tough Target. Tough, Do you remember Tough Target? I don't. I, I don't feel think like one. Anybody remembers no, no, Tough that's okay. Target? That's right. But was it a regional show or was it a I, national? show? I have no idea. You know, Tough Target. And do you remember what character you played? You yeah, played, I played a victim, a college student. Yeah, which is what I was. And uh-huh. um, uh, I don't. I have no idea the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody got murdered. Somebody got murdered. Yeah, and but and it was you difficult. were in it. But it was yeah. difficult. Tough Target. Yeah. yeah, it was tough to find them. And so, yeah. and you know, it's just an interesting story because it's always interesting to find out how people are able to make their way, first of all, out of their hometown to come to Hollywood. And I just saw something the other day that like, I am fascinated with those stories, by the way. Well, the, uh, uh, I think 183,000 people come here a year to try to make it. You're joking. Show, but I just saw that statistic recently. Our producer's going to look it up. He's going to see that I'm wrong, but it, just go with me on this. Uh, yeah. you, guys, you guys, 8 million people come here a year. Just try, maybe that's, maybe that's 183,000 people come here and say, I'm going to make it in this business. And only... Uh, 8% actually work and make over $5,000 a year. And then then there's another crazy percentage of who can make, uh, you know, some real coinage. That's like one wig for you. It is one. It's not even even a lace front. This is just, (laughs) it's a fall. It's a fall fall, on the back of a a more important wig. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I when I first got here to Los Angeles, I worked at a restaurant called Red. Oh, remember? I remember. Is it still there on Melrose uh, or Beverly? Ne- Beverly, no. You should get out there more. Wait a minute. It's 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 it's, it's is it on Beverly? It is on Beverly, yeah. And it's still there. No, it, the 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 space is, but it's not Red anymore. Are you sure? I'm ten thousand percent positive. Okay, all right, because yeah. I do remember it. Yeah, and then it became BLT. Or bre- no BLD breakfast lunch dinner. Oh, and then it became and then that closed and now it's something else. Uh-huh. But um, and I used to wait tables that or not. I used to run the food and I wasn't even a waiter. I was ran the food out. And um, somebody I remember some guy was saying, "So you must be an actor, mm. right?" Because he was kind of being a jerk. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "That must be really hard because of the reasons you're saying." Ruth. Yeah. And I said out of nowhere, I just said, "Yeah, it's probably hard if you're bad." Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> because there's so out of those 183,000 people, there are so many people who, like you're saying, which is probably a lot of what you talk about in life and on a podcast and on a show and everything, you have to be in touch with who you are and what yeah. you have to offer in yeah. life. Yeah. And if you're not self-aware about who you are, you know, if you're gay, black, drag queen, if you're a skinny, white gay boy from Chicago, whatever it is, you have to just be that person, right? right and right. so um, a lot of people trick themselves into thinking there's something else, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And so that's what I meant by it's hard if you're bad, Not which I was kind of a joke. But, yeah. Um, you, the, the, the sooner you can come into yourself and realize who you are and what you have to offer, That's right. the odds go up that you will be successful. That's right. You know, I tell the girls on our show, on our television program, that <laughs> uh, uh, know who you are and deliver it at all times. Because if you can, if you know how to do this thing really well, you can apply that to other things. You can apply that to uh, whatever the, the, the universe offers to you. Right. You know, make it your own thing. You right. know, it's like right. 
Rex Harrison singing in My Fair Lady. He really couldn't sing, but he right. talked a song to death. Right, right, He right. could talk the fuck out of a song. Right, right, you know? right. And or, you believed him. Or let's, like, like, I don't know why I just thought of this, because I'm a huge fan of Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And, like, those movies will... Like Trading Place is one of my favorite movies of all right, time. Right. Yes. Um, but when he oh the tits on that Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis, Curtis, my God, yeah, I can't forget it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful, weren't they? They were gorgeous. And so, but Eddie Murphy, the second he released "My Girl Wants to Party" oh, all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, who is this person? Uh-huh. Um, and then, and I so respected him trying to uh-huh. do something that he wanted to do, and and spread his you know, wings as far as artistry in that area. Yeah. But it was jarring to his fans and his audience. Right. Because it was like, wait, uh, this is... And so you do kind of have to, unfortunately, stay in your lane. A little bit you can veer out as far as being an artist goes, and which is, I commend him for doing that. Yeah. Um, Just as long as you come back. Well, yeah. And But by the way, Mm -hmm. that song was a hit. Oh, yeah. It was a big hit. Yeah. Do you know who produced it? Who? Rick James. No way. Rick wow. James produced that oh, that's song. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a hit. And he went on to I used Michael to sing it all the time. Yeah. Well, he went on to his next album was, I think, produced, his single was produced by uh, Michael Jackson. Wow. Go figure. Yeah. But, um, you, know, yeah, you know, you should try lots of things, but then yes. come back to what it is you do. What's that thing in the Woody Allen uh, Stardust Memories? He sees some a- aliens and he says to him, um, Or well, just, or, wait, sorry. To, yeah, um, or yeah. just, just alter your expectations, I think is the point. Alter your expectations when you do go do those left of center, weird, whatever, those things, because I do those too. And I love doing them. But just lower your expectations that not everybody's going to come on board. Right. And if you do that, then I think you'll be happy. Well, I, I've, I've understood that, too, about, you know, with the character that I uh, have presented to the world. You know, I'm very careful about um, not over-sexualizing it because people don't want to. I'm like a Disney character. People don't mm-hmm. want to see me in a sexual way. And in this right. Michael Patrick King show, I actually have... Um, a love interest, and I actually have a scene where I'm uh, two scenes, actually two different people, lots of different scenes uh-huh. where I'm sexualized, and it's I'm uh, it's a little jarring even for me to to think about uh-huh. it. But what's this, the name of the show? It's called AJ and the Queen. I just wanted you to plug it. Yes, of course. I've been plugging it like ad nauseum yeah. on this show here. AJ uh, and the Queen. AJ and the Queen. We're going to go to break in just a second, but um, uh, the Woody Allen thing in Stardust Memories, uh, he's sees an alien and the alien he says to the alien what is it i should be doing what you know i i've been fuddling around and i i want to know what what should i be doing and he says they see the alien says look you're funny just tell funny jokes yeah, yeah. it's simple yeah. it's not rocket science right, over here right, right. you just do what you do it's you know people overcomplicate everything you know just do what you do yeah you know yeah. hey we're gonna go to a break we got sean hayes we'll be right back after this casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price michelle and i both have mat- mattresses from casper mm-hmm. and we love them you've even got some for your dogs oh my god i got one for the dogs Lily has one. Lola has one. If I could send it to Lily to have in her dorm, I would do that as well. Why don't you? Because they have those stupid cots that nothing fits. Like uh, no normal size anything fits on those. Yeah. But honestly, guys, Casper is amazing. And by the way, they're not just a mattress company. They also offer sheets, pillows, bed frames, and like we said, even that dog bed so everybody in the family sleeps comfier than ever before. Casper's new hybrid mattresses come combine the pressure relief of their award-winning foam with durable yet gentle springs. And I don't know how they do it, y'all but you do not because Lily has the hybrid you can't feel them springs Mm. 
You mm. know, in other mattresses, you feel them spring. Yes, that's right. You do not feel them. Added benefits of the hybrid collection have an elevated lift support, increased airflow for cooling, durability for all body types, and enhanced edge support. Even with springs, these mattresses will come magically in a box that simply arrives on your doorstep. As you know, we have it. We just said it. We have Casper hybrids. We love it. If for some reason you're still not sure about getting a Casper, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. And did we mention free shipping and returns throughout the U.S. and Canada? Canada? <laughs> Get $100 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue. Use the offer code rue at checkout. That's casper.com slash ru. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Michelle, if you want to make a website, where are you going to go? Squarespace. Not Ghostbusters. No. You're going to go to Squarespace because it's the most beautiful, incredible place to just drag and drop and create your own website. Honey, if you have a voice, if you have something you want people to know about, even if you just ha have a, a, a presence in life, mm -hmm. create you a website using Squarespace. Am I right? You are not lying. And when you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RUE. That's squarespace.com. Offer code RU. We love you, Squarespace. So I'm, I got word that it's 53,000 people move here every year. Not 8 million. N no, I said 183,000. How do you know that? Remember that number? I don't, I'm not good with numbers. But, but, I, but it was seared in my memory because I always think about those people. And I could have very easily been one of those people. In fact, when I came out here, my nephew is in the room right now. That's my baby sister, Rosie's kid right there. <laughs> when I, I came out here 30 years ago. I'm from San Diego, believe it or not, right. and, and, and I, I moved to the East Coast and tried to get things going. Then I came back here in 88, um, and I ended up on my baby sister's couch, that kid right there, his mother, uh, and I was, I'm older than her. I was on her couch, not a dime, literally not a single dime to my name. And I didn't know what I was going to do, and I couldn't get—I couldn't even get arrested. That would have been a thrill. But uh, uh, long story long is, uh, you know, it, I did turn it around. But I always think about that 183,000 people, and I'm right. laughing because I'm saying 883,000 people are just not. How many is it? 53,000. That's a lot of people. That's not for show business. What? what? Total. Oh, that's total. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that, for show. Well, how many for show business? They don't know. Eight. They don't know. <laughs> no, I saw. Five. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all pulling for them. Well, but you know, they're all the waiters. They're all the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, that sure. the I was one of them. Yeah. Rental car companies, the Wait, department store. So 53,000 people enter the city a year. Yeah. How many leave? Like 60. Wow. 60,000? Yeah. Do so they pass more? each other on the, yeah. on the 10? <laughs> Go out. back. Go turn around. <laughs> right. Go back. Right. No, but LA, you know, it, it's a certain person who will come to Los Angeles because most people stay in their hometowns because of family. Sure. And then the person who comes out to California, which is the Wild West, mm -hmm. it's the wild frontier. What right. did Horace Greeley say? Go West, West young, young man. man. Exactly. Or don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. No, that was Patrick Henry. Anyway, people <laughs> who come out here are a strange breed. Did right. your parents try to talk you out of it? Well, my mom, my mom, dad left when I was five, and my mom raised five kids by herself. Uh, my mom was always supportive of everything and anything I ever did. Mm. Are you the, where do you land in the five? The youngest of five. The youngest of five. Yeah. So did your brother and sisters say, "You're crazy. What are you doing? Don't come back." Uh, no, we kind of were all on our own. <laughs> Everybody kind of parented themselves. Yeah. So I kind of. Like like you were saying earlier, um, 
that you were just biding time until you could leave. the fuck out of, yeah. out of San Diego. So I, I was a music director at a dinner theater in the suburbs of Chicago. Really? Yeah. What was it called? It was called Pheasant Run Dinner Theater. Pheasant Run Dinner. Yeah, what it was part of, of a, part of a resort. So there was a golf course and a theater and a hotel and oh. like a mega center for like concerts. Oh, there's a series right there. Mm-hmm. That's no. a series right well, there. It's so Hold funny. Todd and I wrote a script that yeah. we're shopping right now. Now, what shows did you guys put on there? What like did you do oh, music I'll, man? Yeah. There's trouble in there's trouble in River, River City. City. I'll say yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, I played Tommy Gillis in Music Man. Uh-huh. So I was in a couple of them, and I also was a music director. So I played piano for them. You play piano? Yeah, I studied piano uh, uh, all the way through college, and um, since I was five years old, I, I played for like twenty years. Would you then... play something for us right now? Sure, one second. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Wow. I can't believe the size of your piano in this <laughs> tiny room. <laughs> and it fits in here. I mean, we couldn't even fit my two friends. Yeah, no, call them. Right. No, we've always got room for a piano. Sure. Yeah. That's so, the name of your next biography. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you were doing these, you're doing the Music Man at the Pheasant Run Theater, Dinner Theater. Yes. And Resort. And, and <laughs> thank you for that plug. Uh, AJ and the Queen and Pheasant Run yeah. Dinner Theater Resort. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, I was, you know, they, we did like all of them, like yeah. Vita and West Side Story and all those. And uh, they were really, really great shows. Wow. And um, everybody was so lovely. And, you know, become like any theater experience, yeah. you become a family. And stuff. Did you ever, and be honest, did you ever say to one of the actors, tempo, tempo, tempo? Sure, of course. <laughs> all the time when I was, I had crazy. Um, Crazy vocal exercises that I would make everybody do uh, to learn their parts, you know, uh-huh. when you're singing harmony and everything. Yeah. That was really fun. Oh, my goodness. How long did you do that? I did it for maybe two or three years. I think that's a hit show. I'm sorry. I think that's a hit television show. And, you know, it feels like, it kind of feels like Fernwood Tonight mm-hmm. or some type of Mary Hartman where it's so absurd. It's so absurd. Especially, oh my God, there's this there's this Carol Burnett skit uh, called Blossom Butterworth. And Blossom Butterworth is the, the star, the lead star of the Pacoima... Uh, recreational centers productions, and they treat her like she's, yes. you know. Well, it's very waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And 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 at one point, um, uh, uh, the, one of the w- women comes to audition, and she says, "Well, I'm here to audition for the role." And the other women say, well, "Why would we need auditions? I mean, Blossom gets the lead role in everything." <laughs> and right. that, of course, is when Blossom walks in. I'm, I, uh, uh, let me just calm down for a second yeah. <laughs> and breathe because it gets me very excited. Yeah, it's wait, so what's good. it called? It's called. It, the actual skit, and it's on YouTube, it's called um, PTA Tryouts. And if I had my um, computer in here, I could show you the sketch. Well, we had a piano I, in here. We had a piano. I can't, I can't get my computer in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called PTA Tryouts. It's yeah. on the Carol Burnett show. Okay, I'm going to look it up. It's so, anyway, it, this the, the concept of these big star, big stars, names, 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 at the Pheasant Run Dinner Theater and yeah. Resort yeah. in outside well, of Chicago. Well, Megan Mullally, who plays Karen on Will and Grace... 
she performed there years and years before I was there. Before you were there. Yeah, and um, Anna Klumsky, who's on Veep. Yes. She was in Fiddler on the Roof when I was uh, music directing and moved out here. Yeah, so you were music director. Did you star in any of the shows? Yeah, uh, Music Man, I was Tommy Jesus. Yes. And um, what else was I in? 1776? No. No? Mm. 1777. No, 1777. Yeah, it was the, okay. it was the year the later. Sequel. It's called yeah. The Year Later. <laughs> Um, still bad. <laughs> uh, one last signature. It's called. Y- yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> the redcoats came. Yeah. What now? Yeah. You know, what? What is your favorite um, Broadway shows? If you were going to go back to Broadway and do a revival of something, what would you do? Now, I've just got to say this, yeah. and I, all our listeners know this about me. My favorite, all-time favorite Broadway show tune is uh, Alex. Do you know this, Alex? You've heard it a hundred times. My favorite. Show tune. I'm going to ask you the same question. Yes, I get, the, what the buildup is incredible. Yeah, the build is incredible. Uh, is uh, it's the hard knock life. life. Sure, that absolutely. song is just uh-huh. incredible. It is incredible. And I, I'm not crazy about the son, sound of children's voices Don't either. Don't you feel like the wind is always howling? Oh, oh my God! Just that modulation. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Oh my God! I'm not crazy about the sound of children's voices, but I sure. love that song. <laughs> it's a really song. well song. By, uh, by the way, I think all that music in that show is really incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think it's a cheesy musical. You don't. Like, like, you know, some of the other ones are. Yeah. Well, I would just love to see a production where adults rightfully play all of the roles of the children. <laughs> you know. That's actually a really funny <laughs> I idea. I love it. I love it. I love That's it. That's a really funny idea. What is your favorite uh, show tune songs? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I uh, one of my favorite shows amongst many is West Side Story. Mm. I think the score is really cool. I don't know if this is going to turn off your your um, listeners or not, but uh. every song is based on a tritone, an augmented fourth. So do you know Maria, mm-hmm. right? Which is also the same as The Simpsons. Oh my goodness! Right? Yes, yeah. And um, so every single song is built on that tritone. So boy, boy, crazy boy. I it's didn't the same know note, that. two notes. Boy, Maria. And, and that's so, Rodgers and Hammerstein? Close. Uh-huh. That's Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> yes, yes. So he, um, but I think if you tear it apart, every single song is based on a tritone. I love that. Yeah. I love, well, yeah, you, you should go a step further and tell people what Shakespeare play that West Side Story is based on. Uh, well, gosh, I should know that. I, I thought you were going to say Rent is based on La Boheme. But what is West Side Story? It's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, of course. I knew yes. that. Yes, of course. You knew that. Yeah. It's, that's, if, if nothing, our sh- program, our podcast program is educational. <laughs> and this is I something. I think that's why people listen. Well, you know, it's, it's you know, everyone's looking for that life hack. And that's why we started talking. Bring an ear, leave with a brain. Leave with a brain. Every, that's when we started talking about your experience here in Hollywood. You've had a very storied career. They don't all, those, those 183,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> it, they don't all end up like this. You know what I mean? Right. That's they, a lot of people. What percentage Rue do? What? Four percent. That's amazing. Four percent. And you just knew that statistic. Statistically, right? I'm good with numbers. Uh, <laughs> and historically, you're known. Uh, only, actually, the truth is, only eight percent can make five, over five thousand dollars a year in show business, which is a fall. 
which is which is just like you know that's that's ridiculous and the odds are so against you but the people they just keep on coming yeah. they just keep on coming well it's interesting because I think now I don't know that people come to the city I could be wrong what do I know other than statistics <laughs> um, the people <laughs> the people that come to the city I think uh, it's not like when I came to the city when I was younger to be an actor. It's like it was very clear. You mm-hmm. show up, you pound the payment, you meet whoever you get an agent. They send you on auditions. You get a TV show or a movie mm-hmm. or a movie mm-hmm. or a, a play or whatever you want. Now it's like there's the people who are already established stars are begging to work. Yes. So I don't know what advice I would give other than become a YouTube star, become an Instagram star. You know, maybe that angle. Like if I was a young person today, I would try to enter – that way, it's just you're following the trend. Well, that's right? a, that's I no, mean, that's a perfect. Let's ask Todd what you think about that. Oh no, that. no, 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 no. Yeah, no? all right. Well, no, Todd, that's a perfect point he teases up there because <laughs> this is the thing. You know, I like to play a game called Spotlight. For you guys who don't know what Spotlight is, it's basically twenty questions, but it's unlimited questions. Where, oh. like, say you leave the room, yeah, and then we all decide amongst ourselves. There are I is don't that, know how many people are is in that here. The end of the podcast. No, <laughs> uh, how many people are here? There are six people? Okay. So, and, and then if he left, it'd be Members. five, right? There's 183,000 yeah. people here. <laughs> it'd be five people. It, it would be five people if, if he left, right? Yes. So the five of us decide, let's make him a person, place, or a thing. Oh. Say, let's say we make him a refrigerator. It's like an improv. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. And then he comes back in and we say, okay, uh, Todd, uh, uh, Sean, Sean yeah. the spotlight Billy. is on Billy. The spotlight is on you. And you have to say, okay, am I a person? And we can only answer yes or no or, or inflections. Right, that Thing, yeah, yeah. that'll be. So, so this is the thing. Um, where I'm going with this, uh, five, I know we're going to take a, a break. In a where I'm going with this, if you cu- if you're one of the 183,000 people who come here, <laughs> what you have to do, the only way you can win at Spotlight, the only way you can win at Spotlight is yeah. if you keep your mind open. You can't lock in to one thing. It's like, oh, am I a fridge? Oh, am I in the kitchen? Oh, it's got. You can't. Just you can't clamp down on it. You have to keep, stay fluid right. and keep it open and yeah. keep because the and, the and you guys are games people. The trick to winning a game, and our listeners have heard me say this a hundred and eighty three thousand times, <laughs> is that you. Ha- it's a it's combination. It's like a hybrid car. It's a combination of intellect and intuition. So by using both, it's a tightrope, by using both and keeping both open, you, the universe will whisper to you your stage direction Uh and it says, um, go to the Pheasant Hill Dinner Theater and Resort and star in the sequel to 1776. And this is all (laughs) from playing this game? Well, this is all, but the, the, the playing the game keeps you keeps your wheels oiled and sure. running in a place where you can stay fluid. Well, Don't get locked in. You can also just take some improv classes. At you Second could do City. that. Now you could do that. Yeah, you, you could do that. Do that. Yeah, but I know what you mean because a lot of our, uh, at my company, Hazy Mills Productions, we uh, have- AJ and uh, the Queen and- We do, we have a lot of our employees take improv classes as every human being should. Should, yeah. Because it, um, it, it, it opens up another part of your brain and makes you a better, um, better to interact with other yeah, people, you're, you're, and you're engaged. You're and, intellectual. Yeah, you're, you become so fear- to speak. Sure, sure. Yeah. You become fearless, and you look people in the eye when you talk to them. All yeah. those kinds of things are the tools that you need to uh, continue to succeed. Those are life hacks. Yeah. That's where we're all about. That's hey, it. we're going to go to a break real quick. We got more Sean Hayes right after this. Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that allows you to talk to a 
licensed professional about the problems you might have or issues at work or issues you have with uh, reconciling your childhood. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And these are issues that really affect us in our lives. It actually, some of those issues can really hold us back. I'm oh, being yeah. gentle here. Mm -hmm. The truth is, those are the big issues that hold you back. Correct. And that's why therapy is so important. Talk space, talk space, talk space. Yes, Rue is right. Talk space online therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. All you do is simply provide your preferences with therapy and talk space will match with over one of their 5,000 plus therapists the very same day. Send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, even video messages from anywhere at any time. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. There's more than a million people who feel happier with Talkspace because finding the right therapist doesn't have to be stressful. The Talkspace matching process takes your preferences and, and uses them into consideration. You no longer have to wait for your next appointment to talk about what's on your mind. With Talkspace, you can send unlimited messages to your dedicated therapist. You can ping them from anywhere. You're sitting in your car. You're in the bathroom at work going, I can't go back in there. I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. This is the perfect perfect way to do all of this. If you're having a tough time, you can always schedule a live video session with your therapist for extra support. One month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face -face session. Best of all, you'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. So get into Talkspace, get into it now, change your life, help your mental clarity. This is all for you, you guys. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com and make sure you Use the code RUE to get $65 off of your first month. And of course, it's our friends at Talkspace. Once again, Talkspace.com slash RUE. It's the intellectual sphincter, sphincter that we're we talking back, about. Back. We are back oh, with our intellectual yeah, sphincters. That's incredible. And it's you have to be able to keep it open because the instinct is to close it down. The sphincter? The intellectual sphincter. You <laughs> want to keep it open. Oh, okay. You know, and it's uh, uh, most people do have their their intellectual sphincters shut down, mm -hmm. and uh, and and it's also um, uh, intellectual. It's in, it's uh, the in intuitive sphincter. You yeah. have to keep that. So you're good at playing games. He's good at I anything with a sphincter. Yep. Oh, you know what? And I've been but trying. I always lose. <laughs> I've been. Um, uh, I probably shouldn't say this because um, uh, I've been pitching this show for a long time. No one yeah. has bought it. Oh. This is the show. It's Dirty Charades. And anyone who knows me knows I play Dirty Charades like nobody's. I'm the dirtiest charader. Sure. You know? But what you do, and this is my pitch, this is what you do is you take a well-known title and you just change one word. You cannot change the syllables. Okay. So uh, the red badge of courage becomes the red badge of courage, sure. right? Got it. And then uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper becomes hanging with Mr. Pooper. Right. Sure. Got it. So, so this show, even if you put it on broadcast TV or or didn't bleep it, put it on streaming, uh, 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 it would be a, a runaway hit mm. because the key. And I don't like running charades. Have you ever played that game? I love that game. I hate running charades. Why? Because you have to get up. I'll tell you why. And this is psychological because you have to get up. But the psychological aspect of this game, <laughs> it, I the the all of games, the whole game realm. Games, games, games has to do with I want to show everybody how fucking smart I am. Sure. I want to show off. Oh, well, off. that's true. I don't like to play games with those people. I want to show off. Do you ever like do like, um, what's that called? We put like everything in a hat and there's three rounds. But yeah, so celebrity. Celebrity, yeah. Yeah. Celebrity. And I, 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 I can't stand it when people like write the names of books down that you've never heard of. 
just so they can see, like to your well, point. Well, but no, but no, that, that's that's snooty. Oh, that's just, not fun. That's, that's not fun. Uh, uh, see, you know, dirty charades. I don't. I want every the whole room to see how I was able to <laughs> make sell a pun. that joke. Make not just make a pun, but sell mm. that because if I'm up there, you're going to get it. That's right. You're going to get it. Okay, I, I believe I'm, you. I'm good. Oh, a clockwork yeah, orange. What? A cockwork orange. A cockwork orange. A cockwork orange is fan. Fantastic! I nice have lists yeah, and lists and lists. No, no, I have lists and lists of things no, I've written thinking. down. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's very simple. I mean, the the number one dirty charade of all time. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The number one, and I've got lists and lists. Sure, is uh, Annie get your cum? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which nice. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, uh, a fist called Wanda. Yeah, mm. a fist called Wanda. You know, it just goes on and on. You know, and this, this as you're driving back into town, mm-hmm. uh, you'll be coming up. With it, just make sure you write them down. Uh, sure. You, no, this is incredible advice. You can't change <laughs> uh, the syllables, yeah. and you can only change one word. Okay, I love it. You know, so that's the thing. Anyway, um, so Sean Hayes, Rude you're Paul. here in Silmar. Finally. Never. <laughs> Finally. Into, Finally. Have you By the way, I, I went off and on the ramp like 17 times. Oh, like, good. Like, <laughs> well, you get to learn an area. Yes, I I couldn't get off the ramp. It was what? great. Like I kept, and then I get back on the uh-huh. one eighteen and the then back on the five. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. What, talk about a a road less traveled. Wow, you know how to get out here is just crazy because you take for this for, people don't live in L A. You know. Yeah. You just it, it's it's beyond. So you take the 101 to the 170, and the 170 turns into the 5, five and then you and take, they the, take five, the a 118 to the 210. Right. See, that's how to get here. That's how you get here. I have no idea how to get home. Uh-oh. Stay. <laughs> yeah, stay. stay. No, we've got plenty of That's the sign when you enter Silmar. Yeah. Stay, stay, because you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your husband. How did you guys meet? Scotty Eisenogle used to be- uh, the... Oh, you're Scotty K's husband. Yes. Wow. Yeah. He's a remix DJ. Yeah, well, not anymore, but yeah. Huh. So he was the DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres talk show ah. uh, program. Yes. And uh, so he, I saw him there first. I asked Ellen a little bit about him. And it's just a long, 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 long story. But uh, that's how that's how when I first saw him. And, and that was how long, kind of ago, a, long ago? That was 13 years ago. And how long have you guys been married? Oh, uh, Three or four years, I don't know. Why did you get married? I love that question. This is exactly what happened. Mm. We're sitting on the couch, and I go, "You know, if we get married, we don't have to deal with the death tax." <laughs> and he goes, "And he goes, let's do it." So literally, that's what we said. Yeah, no, yeah. that's why George and I have been together for many years. But we got married because we have assets and we want to protect them. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot of people don't know. I'm mean, I'm not. I'm probably not getting this entirely right, but it's something like. If if uh, George passed away and left you a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is, and you weren't married, you'd have to pay like something forty, fifty, sixty percent on right. that. But right. Because you're married, you have to pay zero percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Did listen. You know that? Yeah. Mm. Well, we're, I'm we're still not thinking of movie titles. I'm, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Idea what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what um, you know, we're not starry-eyed teenagers. We're do we're people who um, you know, who are thinking about 
the reality of life. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and I've God, have you ever been to a funeral of a friend and you know that um, they, they would never have wanted any of this because their family yeah, got involved. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what is this charade? Yeah, or like open caskets as opposed yes. to like uh, yes. cremation or something. Exactly. Like that. They yeah, would yeah. never want that. I know. So I thought, you know, George would look after things for me. Right. You know. Right. But the the key, I'm I'm a non sequitur. Uh, the key with dirty charades is you choose a word. You choose the, wait, your list of words. Wait, first. I want to. We'll go back to charades. Yeah. It's riveting. Yeah. But I want to talk about the. Um, with that article I sent Todd and Ben who are here mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. about this death thing. So this woman, there's a company, I forget the name of the company. There's this woman who uh, willed her body to the military for experimentation, right? Mm. And it was this company that detonates dead bodies. They put them in a chair yeah. and they put an explosive device under them to see what bodies go through when an IED goes off. An IED? Right. What is that? That's uh, not an IUD. A, no. What is it called? An IED no, it's a device. It's a uh, something improvised I, explosive, explosive device. device. A right. what? Improvised, improvised explosive, explosive device. device. Oh, it's what okay. terrorists use. Put like you know. Oh yeah. On roads right, and things like right. that. And so, isn't that insane? Well, it's kind of insane, but it also speaks to the irreverence of understanding that the body really isn't the important part. It's your soul. Yes. You know? But I mean, <laughs> that's lovely. Yeah. But, um, the, but the, the, the twist of the story is she didn't really do leave her body to that. So he sued them and like the FBI got involved and discovered this company uh, had been doing this, and they had, and when they broke into this, wherever this company is, yeah. they found body limbs everywhere and like body parts sewn together, like Frankenstein. Oh, it was my crazy. Goodness. So he is now the son is disturbed that his mother, who was died of Alzheimer's, yeah, her, left it to the military. But, but she really didn't. She didn't. She no. left it to she, some barbarians who would she's tricksters. Oh, yeah, tricksters. Right, yeah, tricksters. Yeah. And they blew up her body. Oh my! Just for goodness. experimentation. Just, Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Does now, anybody find that crazy? It is crazy, but you know, you know, having grown up Catholic. Oh, we expect it. Yeah, no, no, it's something <laughs> that I mean, the idea because I know that my mother wanted to be cremated. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna cremate. I want the city to bury me because I paid my tax." You know, but of course, when it got down to the wire, being having grown up a Catholic, right, right, just I, I, I have to be buried in a casket. I want my body together. You right. know, and I think it's it's sort of part of the Catholic. Um, sort of mantra or whatever uh, to keep that body intact. So don't be blowing up my body. I, you know, right. I don't but want I, my body all but blown I, but up. My mom passed away a year or two ago, and she um, once once you have someone that you're so close to pass away, mm. you really see it differently, don't you? You really see like, wow, it really is just a vessel. Yeah, like they're sure we can put you in a casket or cremate whatever you want, but you feel like whispering into their dead ear, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like it's. It's your. It's done. Yeah. Right? On my. Don't you feel that uh, way? Yeah, on my mm-hmm. will. In my will. Years ago, I had um, in bold letters in my handwriting and underlined several times, uh, flush my ashes down the toilet. <laughs> wow. I swear to God. Really? I did. You still feel that way? Um, I changed it to um, to put my ashes in an explosive device sure, sure. and stick it up a dead body's ass I and thought, explode it. Explode it. Yeah. Not, yeah. A bid, not a bidet or anything. No, 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 no. No, no. The truth, the honest truth is I said I have it written down, um, uh, put put it in the garbage and, and just uh, have it, the garbage people take it away. I believe, though, I believe 
in in cremation in, in ashes right of the cremation there is DNA of your bone in there sure so why not put it in the earth and make it okay part of but the even earth if it again? goes to the garbage it's gonna go or to the space earth too. shoot it in space shoot it in space mm. why shoot not in space yeah why not do you, you <laughs> how long have you had a will I don't want to be morbid but how, if you if you had a will for yeah for sure it's not like your prince or or, or, or Aretha Franklin with no will you right know. right well actually they did find Aretha's will in the cushions of a couch. Are you serious? Covered in Cheetos. <laughs> I swear to God. Are you being serious? No, I'm being serious. They found yeah. Aretha Franklin's wheel. Covered in Cheetos. Oh, Check che- it out. That was serious. That was serious. What did she say about Cheetos? That was Siri. Siri she said, said, I found this on the web for covered in Cheetos. Oh. Disney's new corn on the cob is covered in flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Ooh, yum. Now you can wear Cheetos without getting covered in cheese. Ooh. Why flaming Hot mm. Cheetos were the hottest snack? 11 dishes, 16 weird facts you didn't know about Cheetos. Well, oh, oh, thanks. Uh, Avengers, thanks, Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. End came. No, Endgame. Yeah. Avengers Endgame. End end I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the way you think. Oh, you. That's a very mm-hmm. good uh, dirty charade. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Took um, me about a half hour. <laughs> well, no, no, it's good. No, yes. you'll get it. Yeah. You, yeah. What I you do keep is my you, sphincter you, open. You, you figure out a few words that could, could, could double, like, mm. um, you know, dude, where's my cum? You know, yeah. is a great, yeah. great well, title that uh, yeah. you know, think on <laughs> Any that. which way you come. Yeah. So, um, Wendy, how long have you had Any Which Way You Come? Right. Because the original yeah. title is Any Which Any Way, way you, can. you Can. Any Which Way You Can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Clint Eastwood star in that film. <laughs> um, Remember Ruth Gordon in that? Oh, my God. God, what a genius. Yeah. Oh, so Eating what? all the Oreos, crapping all over the place. What a genius. She's one of the, we're going to go to break, but she's one of those artists like Sandy Dennis and Geraldine Page who have created their own uh, tempo, 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 tempo. Sure. And a vernacular <laughs> that just a genius to watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, Harold, how old were you when you first saw Harold and Maude? Oh, God, I was... Pretty young, yeah. Did, I don't remember. Were you an irreverent kid? Did you go to Rocky Horror Picture Show I wasn't and all like that, that stuff? I wasn't a gay guy who... I was the kind Wait, of... you're ga- gay? What? Uh-huh. This just in. Uh-huh. Um, I was the kind of gay guy who was into Depeche Mode, punk, uh-huh. New Order, Erasure, like yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. The Cure. I love the term gay guy. Yeah. I was the kind of gay guy. That yeah. is, that's a great, there's a show right there's there. Show. I was the kind of gay, gay guy, guy, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know. Good coffee table book. I love it. Hey, we're going to go to break. I know you have just a little bit of time for one more little segment. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back with more Sean Hayes. <laughs> Now, you guys know Squarespace is the place to go to create your own website. They make it so easy with their beautiful drag-and-drop platform. Mm-hmm. So many great, beautiful artistic backgrounds oh, yeah. to choose from. It's fantastic. We get so many emails from our listeners at Podcast at gmail, gmail.com about their Squarespace experiences. All fabulous. In fact, you've got one right there. I do. Let's see here. here all here. right. Dear RuPaul and Michelle, I'm an avid listener to What's the Tea, first of all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And a huge fan of Drag Race as an aspiring actress, the advice you and all of your guests offer on the show inspires and encourages me every step of the way. Having just started a theater company of my own, I knew it would be imperative to, ha- imperative to have a website and jumped immediately to Squarespace. Having never meddled in web design, I was relieved to find out all the good things you say about Squarespace is true. They're actually true. I was truly so easy to make the page and I could not be more thrilled with the professional feel and flexibility of the platform. Live and Mag 
Legs.com, L-I-V and M-A-G-S.com has become our home base and an accessible way for us to keep in touch with audiences and reach out to future audiences. Thank you for all that you do and keep on keeping on. And that's from Maggie. That's really sweet. Now, yeah. guys, if you want to create a website, get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. And when you're blown away and ready to confirm a plan, just use the offer code Rue and get 10% off. Yes. Thanks to our friends at Squarespace and keep sending in your, your websites to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. We love seeing them. That's squarespace.com. Offer code are you, y'all. Oh, we on. are oh, back with Sean Hayes and company. My nephew is here. Uh, his name is Henry. And then that guy's name is something. Jason? Ben, ben, yeah, <laughs> close. This and then ben. this is um, Todd. Todd, Sean Hayes. We're all here in and Silmar. I played Billy. And you played Billy in uh, The Screen Kiss. Uh, and then that's Alex is our uh, producer. Usually Michelle Alex. Visage is here, but uh, she got caught in traffic. I think she's, like yourself, uh, can't get off the freeway. Yeah, know? I mean, round and circle. Circle, circle, circles. Now, uh, did you come here knowing how to drive in Los Angeles? Uh, not in Los Angeles, but knowing how to drive, yes. You knew how to drive before. Yes, I had my license. I, was, yeah. I drove out here, never having been here before. Really? Yeah, and so um, we had to pull over to the side of the road to find out the address because it was before GPS or anything. Yes. And the map and where to go. And it was on the corner of Fairfax and 6th. We used, Fair- to, be a, oh, used yeah. to be a gas station. Uh-huh. Now it's owned by the museum. Oh, the, the Pearson- LACMA. LACMA, okay. And so, because he stayed, at, he lived, this guy that I was going to live with, uh, my roommate was uh, at Park La Brea, which is uh-huh. right across the oh, street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. so I lived in Ogden. On in, Ogden. In, in, Park, in Park La Brea. Yeah. So yeah. now when you started, when you became a success and you started making money, what was your first big extravagance where you thought, oh, my God, piano. should I? A piano. Yeah, I bought a piano. And, that was the first thing. Did you, was it a specific kind? No, it was a Yamaha. A Yamaha. Which are great. Yeah, and you still play. I do not as nearly as well, but I do. And did your mother uh, uh, say, listen, you kids, you got to have a trade. You got to learn an instrument. You got to get into dance classes. I want you kids to have, you got to learn to type. My mom was a great mom, but she didn't have, you know, she constantly worked, constantly. And then came home and cooked and, I don't, and then slept. I, I didn't know how she did it. Who would play her? Uh, <laughs> Which one of the Golden Girls? Oh, that's good. B. Arthur for B. sure. B. Arthur. Yeah. Uh, and, but uh, she wasn't, yeah. She wasn't cynical. Uh, n- no, she wasn't cynical, but she was very witty and darkly sarcastic. Uh-huh. And it, did you inherit that from her? I, I'm sure. I think we all became uh, comedic in our way to deal with the tragedy in front of us. What Alcoholic was... father, uh... you know, that kind of stuff. Why do you think your mother uh, was attracted to your father? I don't, That's a really good mm. question. Why was my mom attracted to my father? Probably because he was a good time. Uh-huh. I guess, and he—it was a part of a circle of friends that they all hung out with, and that's how they kind of met. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really good question. Do all your brothers and sisters have the same father? Yeah, yeah, and so and but that's you were dad—you were two when they split up. I was five. Five. Yeah, my mom had cancer when she was two. Oh, what? And the eye, so they removed her eye. And then uh, she had multiple, multiple surgeries as she grew older because as you grew older, everything grows. So yeah. your, your head grew. And so yeah. she had a reconstructive eye surgery over and yeah. over and over again. And um, and then she just died of Alzheimer's. You know, um, uh, my mother— Talk about the game again? No. Okay. Uh, my mother—it wasn't until after my mother died that I knew she had a glass eye. I, until she died? Yep. 
Now, could she blink with it in? Yep. Because my mom couldn't. Mm-hmm. So it was open 24-7, 365. I knew that there was something. I knew that she had a, issues with her. I knew that there was, uh, she had a fallen off of Why a horse. Why didn't she tell you? Because she was very secretive. And so was my mom. My mom, yeah. I, I, it wasn't until my 30s that I finally felt comfortable enough to say what what happened with your eye. And she still never really told yeah. me. Yeah. So wait, were you Catholic? Did you grow up Catholic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. 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 It's so weird. And, you know, um, I, my sisters and I have always speculated, like, what could have happened? And, you know, uh, not only just about the eye, but just her whole background. She's very secretive. Yeah. Mine was very too. secretive. Uh, and I, I guess ashamed, too. Yeah. Are you, you know, for you... sure. My, we, after my mom passed away, we went through her closet. Was clean, we're cleaning everything out. Or actually, while she was transitioning to a nursing home and stuff, and she couldn't really talk anymore and all that. My sister and I were cleaning out her closet, and we found a wig. Mm. Because she had been losing her hair, yeah, and I don't—I never saw her wear it, but just that she was thinking about it. Yeah, it's interesting when somebody passes away, what you find out. Right, that's you, a know, good show. I, I, you know, that is an interesting show because you know I think here we are in our culture, in our country, and it, it's twenty—I uh, don't know what the year is. I'm not good with numbers. One hundred eight, yeah. one hundred eighty-three thousand. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the conversation we need to always have at this point in the discussion of humans on this planet is yeah. the secret self. You know, the way people vote, what 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 they say in public, and then what they do in private. Sure, yeah. That's where we are, and we need to have an open discussion about it not just about politics but about who you are underneath uh, who you are when you're, you're who your secret self is you yeah, know but I think that's why they they're, it's secret because nobody does want to talk about well it. that's but that's but to, if we want to move the culture forward yeah. we have to talk about it and it has to become mandatory because um, uh-huh. you know it's like when you find out uh, when you see someone you know on grinder or scruff or you see their if their I had a sex dollar. At, yeah well <laughs> you know and you 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 find out things about them that uh, that you didn't know and the things and because in the secret self world there is no um, politically correct there is is no right or wrong it's all it's kind of it's a fantasy world you know and it's it's in, and I'm I'm going off here but it's it's almost like years ago when uh, people started suing cigarette companies because it gave them cancer it's like um, okay you knew. The first time you took a puff of a cigarette, right, you knew, right. that it was not good. Your that, body said, no, no. Well, also, I, I, I'm fascinated when people, uh, you know, do hardcore drugs and they're shocked that they get hooked. And, and they're, they're shocked, shocked that they're – it's like, yeah, well, that's – I'm, I'm interested in the part of the brain that says, I know this is horrible and I might get addicted, so I'm going to try it. Yes. Like, what is that about? Exactly. That's where I'm going. I know it's an abstract concept for people listening. It's an abstract concept, but, but it's, it's sort of – shedding light on both parts of your brain, the part of your brain that says, you know what? I know that you guys can't text and drive, but you know what? I can do it. I can do it. Right. You know? And you said that right, like you you were just doing it, weren't you? You were texting and driving? Absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, you don't text and drive. No. I try not to. Well, you try not to. Well, at a red light, I sometimes do. Okay, do do you or do you not text and drive? (laughs) I don't text and drive. Yeah. uh, But I'm in the car when it's running at a red light, and sometimes I text. Sometimes you'll text. Okay. Well, okay. Well, this is the thing right here, okay? Um, There's a part of the brain that says, I'm so unique that... It's not going to happen to me. Do you do it? No. I, I don't even know where my phone is right now. I'm not a phone person. I don't give a fuck. I don't want people to find me. I don't want to know. <laughs> I just want to be where I am right now. You right, know what I mean? Right, I don't right. give a fuck. 
I don't want, don't call me. I ain't got no shit. I ain't got shit for you. Right, right, right. I want to hear from your ass. Right, right, right. You remember, you know how. Do you I'm, like emails? and? I will email. Yeah. I will use the, the World Wide Web. Sure, sure, sure. And things of that nature. But I'm just, I, you know, I spent most of my life uh, stoned. I sure. smoked weed for almost 30 years. I was wake and bake stoner. I haven't smoked in 20 I years. I smoked um, quite a while. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't smoked in 20 years. I haven't gotten high in 20 years. And boy, am I thirsty. No. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I my... haven't done it in forever. I used to like in college and stuff. Yeah, like as one does. Yeah. You know, and get into porn and, and do, do uh, oh, no, art films and all never, that kind never of thing. They were called art films. Sure, sure, sure. You know, <laughs> uh, I was young. And um, so uh, so what I'm, I said all that to say that my developmental uh, blankety blank has that's another show it's a match game in, in Europe sure. blankety blank anyway uh, I developed as someone who liked to just chill yeah. I want to look in a fucking fire I want to look out the window that's yeah. what I want to do yeah but I still sense that from you yeah. without the drug yeah, what, what, that I like to no, look... that you're just chill. I'm and fucking you're just chill, like, like, you're saying, like, you don't have a phone. You're like, I don't want to do... Like, fine. you're just, like, mellow. No, and... I'm chill. I don't, don't, fuck, don't, don't rain on my parade. Don't, you know... Do you sleep well? I do not. Although, although, the other day, uh, two nights ago, I slept for uh, seven hours. And which that's is a, a big win. Oh, my God. I can do... Uh, normally, I do six. Um, I can do four. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, and I, I wake up every, every morning at four o'clock in the morning. So do I. Yeah. How is that? What time do you go to bed? Midnight. And, but you'll still wake up at four in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and you're okay with memorizing of, uh, all those pages for act of God and still yeah. not sleeping. Well, I, I, I do well if I take another like hour nap, like at 7am or something. Wait, oh, 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 uh, oh you, you go back to sleep. I try to, yeah, for okay. like an hour. And can you sleep um, in the afternoon also? Sometimes. Yeah. and, and I mean, t- just for like 20 minutes or a half hour. For 20 minutes or half an hour. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> We should call each other as we're <laughs> drifting off but and you know, check the, in. The trick is, and yes, they're a sponsor on our podcast program. You know, those audible books will lull your yeah. busy brain to sleep. Do you nap sleep. or no? I, you know, sometimes if I'm watching Judge Judy, because I listen. I gave up cable television. Okay, sure. I know this is going no off on phones, a whole No phone, no cable. I, I gave it up when you know who got into office. I thought, I don't want to see, I don't want to see that. Yeah. And so I called the cable. <laughs> I don't want to com- see that. I don't, I don't want to see that. Um, I called the cable. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, so who knows that phrase? I he know, doesn't know. Yeah, that. exactly. If you don't know it, fuck off. All right. Um, I called the cable company. I don't want to, I don't want And so uh, she said, well, sir, Mr. Charles, if you pay $8, I want the, I want the interweb. But if you pay an extra $8, you can have broadcast channels. So you don't have to miss your Judge Judy. Because I told her, I, I, I told her, I said, look, I'm getting rid of this shit. Because I don't even care if I, 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 I don't get Judge Judy. I don't care. She said, well, you can't have Judge Judy. You just can't DVR her sure. uh, for $8 a month. I said, right. sure, give me the $8 a month. You know. So anyway, so during Judge Judy, I naturally, it was just 4 o'clock here on WCBS, uh, KCBS here in Los Angeles. Uh, I will fall asleep. I will fall asleep yeah. during Judge Judy. All right. Uh, even though I don't want to, my body gets sleepy. So, sure. Yeah. I'm sure she can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Have you always? Uh, <laughs> have you always been a light? Is it a light sleeper? sleeper. Light um, sleeper. Is it a light yeah. sleeper? I uh, no. A light sleeper is someone who can wake up. up very easily. I am that. You and are. I'm that. also uh, uh, disturbed. Uh, 
disturbed. Disturbed. <laughs> but you're a, a, a little bitty sleeper. Yeah. You like to sleep for a little bitty. Yeah. I, I, I always wake up tired every day of my life. Do you? Yeah. Really? You've got great skin. Oh, thanks. <laughs> my goodness. I know. How... I try not to go in the sun. Oh, okay. But um, you would think that the lack of sleep would, would tire out your skin. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure about the math on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good with math. So because I don't sleep, my skin does. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. <laughs> no, and so, and when you're sleeping, do you sleep in the same bed with your husband? No, I love that question. No, yeah. since the day we met, almost the day we met, yeah. we have to separate because um, snoring issues. Oh, snoring issues. Yeah, because, you know. Um, uh, and by the way, you're just sleeping anyway. So. You're just sleeping, you know, but it's fine. You know, uh, when I sleep, George and I, George has a ranch in Wyoming and I'm here and we see each other every three weeks or something like that. Uh, so when he is with me. Once every three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, like well, for a period of time every three weeks, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I'll see him for two weeks. It sounds like math, I know. No, um, I would just say that's interesting. Well, I mean, uh, Scotty and I always say we're co-independent. Yes. And so we we spend a lot of time together because we actually enjoy that. And I know yeah. a lot of people are like, wow, they spend a lot of time together. But it's like hanging out with your best friend all the time. Oh, no, I I, I can be with George 24 hours and I don't get sick of him because yeah. I get he allows me to be myself and I can be right. mean Miss Charles all I want to. Ain't that right, Alex? Alex knows me, Miss Charles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uncomfortable uh, laughter from Alex. Yeah, no, I, something about Alex, he allows, I, I don't give a fuck. I just, I am just myself with him. So um, so you guys, do you have you have separate, be- you're looking at your watch. I, I know, know we're almost done. You, know you have a dinner party tonight. I know. You have a dinner party. And I don't know how to get back on the freeway. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. You'll be fine. You just take the 405 to the 210. To take the 118 to the 5 and just stay in the right-hand lane. To the 170 and the 101. Yeah. <laughs> take the Slauson cutoff. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's a Carson joke for you guys out there. Hey, and listen to this. Um, we're going to close out with uh, Billy's. Green Test uh, uh, sure. Pheasant Hill Run Resort and Spa uh, in just a second here. But um, <laughs> so, you, you know, B- uh, Betty Davis said the the, the, uh, the secret to a happy marriage. Now, keep in mind, she never really had a long marriage. Yeah. She's married several times yes. and never stuck. Yeah. You know, do you know what she said about she, the she secret? She said, I know t- uh, two thing, funny things she said. Yeah. Okay. Well, you say yours George, first. Okay. One is take fountain. Yes, take fountain. And the other one on David Letterman. When um, David Letterman asked her, uh, what was it like? He was prodding her. What was it Uh like working with Joan Crawford? Uh And the audience kind of laughed and Uh they clapped because they know the public kind of feud between those two. And she goes, my mother always said to say something good about the dead. (laughs) Joan Crawford's dead? Good. (laughs) I know that. I've seen it. It's so good. It's so good. Well, she famously said the secret to a happy marriage is separate bedrooms and separate bathrooms, which is very smart. Sure. Very smart. Now, before we let you go, I can't let you go without asking about Cher. Now, uh, when you worked with Cher, now, first of all, you've worked with a lot of very famous people. Are you, as an actor, are you ever able to forget that that's fucking share in front of me? Well, of course not. No. No, I mean, there are icons for a reason, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, Cher yeah, she, she is one of the nicest, kindest, most grounded, real people ever. Mm. I mean, she's like, what you see, it's kind of like you. What you yeah. see is what you get. She's unapologetic. She ha, She's very opinionated and all those kind of positive things, you know. She's, what is she, what's she like in the sack? 
Um, she's very tender. Mm-hmm. She goes slow <laughs> because I told her it's my first time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, she's great. Have you ever done a scene with some? I did a scene with uh, 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 Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. The whole time I'm thinking, oh my fuck, oh my fuck, <laughs> that's fucking Jane fucking Fonda. That's Lily Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. The whole time I'm not. I'm, I memorize my lines, but I'm not thinking I'm a, that character. Have you? Have you done a scene with famous? People like that, where you think, what? Who yeah, are you? I mean, I mean, probably because uh, you know I came out during the era of when Madonna was Madonna, mm-hmm. and so when she was on Will and Grace, it was really trippy. Mm. It's like, oh my god, that's she's one of the reasons. She was a big uh, influence on the, you know, moving the um, the meter, the meter for the gay movement. Yeah, and uh, so that was. Quite interesting. Yeah, and um, would you? What are your top three Madonna songs? I'll let you think about it. Mine are sure. "Power of Goodbye," yeah. "Cause and a Commotion." Yeah. I like "White Heat" a lot. Um, they're all so good. I like um, "Ray of Light" and anything before that. Yeah, anything before "Ray of Light." Yeah, you don't like the stuff after "Ray of Light." No, it's not that you don't not like that. it. That's right. It's just not your favorite. Yeah, yeah. All right, no. we're going to wrap it up now. He's got a dinner party. You have famous people coming to your party tonight. I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> so, and do you, do you you always have the same people put the party together like you have a housekeeper who does it all who always does it knows what you like no no we we do it me and my husband do it you are a liar <laughs> no we maybe have someone make the food uh-huh but we do everything else yes yeah. you do everything else mm-hmm. what is there what else is there to do the answer <laughs> nothing <laughs> <laughs> Well, you open the door. Yeah. yeah. And that's exhausting. <laughs> I, Alex, I need to get stoned after I open that I door. I know. I know. <laughs> well, Sean Hayes, you have been a joy to talk well, to. Well, likewise. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of yours, and I absolutely adore you. Thank you so much. And I want to give a big shout out to everybody at the Pheasant Hill uh, dinner theater and resorts at Spa. Sure. Um, and I wonder what show they're doing right now. My guess, my guess is they're doing a they're doing a mashup between Pippin and Pearly, and they're calling it Purpin. Sure. Purpin. I think if I was a betting man, uh-huh. that's a really good guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do we want? Do you want to go out on another flourish on yes, the piano yes, here? Yes. Yes. Let's do. Let's okay. go. Now, a lot of people who've been listening to this program for uh, more than an hour know that Sean Hayes is a, a piano virtuoso. Just simply put, and uh, we are going to treat you guys are in for a very <laughs> lovely treat. He's gonna. Go out with a piano. Is that they call it a flourish? Sure, that's fine. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, um, uh, we're going to go out. Thank you, Sean Hayes. Thank you, Michelle Visage. Um, Michelle Visage and everybody else in the room. We're going to go out with this piano flourish. Until next time, bye. Take it away, Sean Hayes. Bye.